This is the County Live podcast. Welcome to our first podcast for the 2019-2020 season. Special edition tonight when we'll be telling you about why we're sponsoring Frank Mulhern this season on behalf of the Rubens Retreat Charity. Right, have you turned your phone off? I look like the kid at the back of class at school. It's like, yes, sir. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wanted to have one more game of Angry Birds. Shows you the difference in our ages. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a phone at school, it would have had to have been plugged in the wall. I no, I, I, didn't uh, have, I didn't have a phone yeah. at school. Maybe, maybe towards the end. Uh, but we're back. I'm Chris Rodgeway over here. And I'm Martin Johnson over here. And this is the County Live podcast here for the season of... 2019 stroke 2020. And still no hoverboards. And still no hoverboards. Still, still no, no hover- meals in a pill. You was know, that supposed is, to be a thing? Yeah, that was going to be a thing as well, yeah. You know, whole meal in a pill. I'm, I'm just waiting to wake up in Futurama. Well, I'd love to wake up in Futurama. <laughs> I'm a massive Futurama fan. Um, I, went, I went to see um, Matt Groening talk once, and he, was, he said how fantastic it was that he had both, because he had opposite, he said offices... A uh, Futurama office and a Simpsons office on opposite sides of the corridor, and he used to go into the Simpsons um, and say, uh, "I'll just be in Futurama for the rest of the day," and then he used to go into Futurama and say, "I'll be in the Simpsons for the rest of the day and go home." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might try that at work. I don't you think should, it'll get very far. But... You should try that. But this is a Stockport <laughs> County and not a Simpsons uh, podcast, and it's very exciting because start of a new season, new division, new division. It's going to be tough. Yeah, it is. But let's not worry about that. Let's not worry about that. One of the key things, let's get straight into it, is there haven't been many signings. There's not, and I think usually that will be cause for concern. Um, but I actually, I actually quite like the way that we've gone about this. Now, let me, let me go back a step before we go into signings. I'm going to be honest with you, this is the first summer in who knows how long um, that I've not missed the football at all. Because we won the league, I just wanted to bask in it. Mm. Usually... When, when the season ends, 20 minutes after the final whistle, you're missing the football season already. But this season, I, I, did, I was happy to just you know, sit there and, and accept that we were the best team in the world, and, and that, was, that was that. So the season comes around again, and you, start, you, know, you hear fans of other clubs in any division talking about who they're signing and who they might be signing and who's selling and blah, 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 blah. And County got you know, a couple of players left the club, a couple of big-name players amongst the fans, Matty and Scott, left the club, and... All of a sudden, fans are asking, well, where's our signings? When are our signings coming in? Now, County being who they are, we're not a Fylde or a Salford. I'm not saying, not saying we're the other end of the spectrum, of course, but you know, we're not going to go spending silly money on players. This is a team that has just won the league. I'd rather give them a run and, you know, come Christmas time, if, if, if we're a, light, a little bit lighter in a couple of positions, then go and spend your money. I mean, it, it doesn't worry me at all that... The, We've not made this influx of signings. You look at look at Aston Villa in the Premier League. You know they they've they, they're going mad. through the playoffs, and all of a sudden they're they're the Fulham. You know Fulham last season they became something of a science experiment, uh, and look where it got them. I'm not saying the same will happen to Villa, but I quite like and it's it's very Jim Gannon to just say look I've got faith in my players, I've got faith in my coaching abilities. Uh, we've played a lot of these teams, and we've hung, we've hung with a lot of these teams. Okay, different mentality next season. This will be bread and butter rather than a, a day out. But uh, he's got faith in his players, and I, I doubt Martin highly there will be 
a single county fan listening to this now um, who don't have who doesn't have complete faith in the manager. So um, listen, we're champions. Let's enjoy the last couple of days of summer before the season kicks in. Um, and, and I'm not worried that we've not signed a load of players. There's definitely something in that, you know. A the kind of reward, uh, the risk and reward thing. You know, you you're you're taking away the ri- the risk um, because you've got players that you know, you know what they do, you know where they can play, you know how they fit together. So all that, and then you know you're rewarding those those guys who've who've had a championship winning season. Um, so in terms of morale and in terms of being able to look them in the eye and put a team together for the first day or the first few months of the season, that that's an absolute given. But as you say, you know, it's it's such a thing these days, isn't it? Transfers, and it's because the media has nothing to do in that <laughs> in that time. You know, when there's no World Cup or anything, there's got nothing to do. So transfers, so we're all, you know, looking at the gossip, looking at, and we've become conditioned to it. So everybody, you know, wants a signing because it, you know, it, it, it gives you a little boost when there's nothing going on. It means that you're kind of up with the media. You can tell your mates, you can discuss it. You know, two idiots on a podcast can discuss it, you know. So you know why people do it, but... We're not yeah, the idiots. No, it's not us. No, it's, yeah. it's, no, it's, no, it's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's every other podcast in the world. But that... But but you know what I mean? It, it, it's natural, I think, to want that because you... And again, because you're, you know, you're at work. So you're talking to the City fans, United fans, or the Liverpool fans, and you know they're they're saying, "Oh, we just you know we just got Rodrigo," and you know, and 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 let's face it, almost every fan of every club, when you buy somebody, almost you know, eighty five, ninety five percent of signings, you don't know anything about those people. No, you know, you are taking what the club has said about them, or you might go on YouTube or whatever, and you might look at their record, but it's very whatever level it is, it's very unlikely that you really know anything about that player. I will just clear, clarify. I, I tend not to speak to the United fans, in the office, but uh, no, I, t- I take your point. You know, got to draw the line. Um, yeah, I, I think you know the the, the cause for signings this summer. Um, it would have been with the three key areas that the players left. So we had a three, a ten, and an eleven leaving. Um, the ten left first. I think that was no surprise. Matty Warburton was a a striker in form. That happens at every level in the world, you know. Unless you're Barcelona, you can't keep hold of the best player in the world um, for that amount of time. Um, the number three, well, it, it was a little bit of a surprise, but Jim felt he had good reserves uh, in the tank, uh, and then he's gone out and got a good strong loan to supplement that. The number eleven, Darren Stevenson, ended up re-signing with the club. Now, I thought it was quite interesting. Obviously, you know, no one liked hearing the news that. Darren then went and broke his leg in pre-season which you know you you wish him a, a speedy recovery and I hope he does get that but speaking to Jim tonight and you'll hear this in a few minutes in, in the piece is um the way he was referring to Darren Stevenson it was it, it was a real it was it, you know it was a real shame for Stevenson did want to hear that it's, it's not nice for him to go through you know because he was looking for him as an option off the bench which says that Darren Stevenson wasn't going to be the first choice number 11 so that probably says that Jake Kirby, you know, that's his position now. So um, I don't think there's been a huge demand for signings. And and to be fair, whereas the odd, you do get the odd text or the odd, when you go out on a Friday or Saturday over the summer, a couple of fans will ask you, what's the, what's the latest gossip about? There's not been overwhelming pressure to tell, well, where's he signings? I think had we not gone up last season, had Chorley pipped us and then we'd lost in the playoffs, yeah, I think demand for overhaul would have been there. The fact that that didn't happen 
I don't think there's much crush for it. No, absolutely. Uh, and, and as I said, you know, got the, the good thing is you know what you've got um, and you know how it all fits together. And th- that is a massive bonus. You haven't got to go into the season finding out about players. We've already got songs for them as well. <laughs> and they've already got songs, which is a, a massive, <laughs> you know, which is probably the first thing we should have discussed. Um, so looking at this, we'll, we'll talk about Saturday after we've heard from Jim, but just a, a quick kind of word on the season as a whole. And we sat here in my living room, uh, in my living room stroke podcast studio with this your, time last year. With your, what, yeah, colour, got, what colour are they? They're, they're teal. Teal I've sliders. got teal Chelsea um, sliders on, yeah. Because yeah. of this, this horrible hot weather, I keep getting in and, you know, sweaty feet, not nice. No. So I went down TK Maxx and got the cheapest sliders I could find, but they are teal. <laughs> they've, got, they've got a fella on them that's... <laughs> they've got a diving fella on them. Is he swimming? Yeah. He's, He's diving. diving, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're actually uh, yeah, quite a trendy brand, Chemsey. Uh You wouldn't know that because, you know, you're, you're a kid. You know. <laughs> you're not a football, an ex-football casual. Um, but anywho... Uh, talking about the season, as I say, we sat here this time last year and you've predicted that County would be champions. Yeah. I'm not asking you for a prediction, but I'm just kind of, all I'm I'm thinking is what you think the season, how the season's going to pan out. Um, <clears throat> I think, I, I don't think promotion will be on the cards this season. And if I'm honest, as bizarre as this might sound, I think that's actually probably a good thing. Yeah, de- definitely. I but, don't think that's bizarre. I think it makes complete sense. The, the, the worst thing we could do this season is go back down. Even worse than going back down this season would be getting promoted back to the Football League and then losing that Football League status again because we weren't ready for it. Yeah, That would be such a crushing blow, even if it meant it was two years from now. So I think, um, I think this season, let's roll out... The old cliche. It's about consolidation. It's about you know getting your bearings and where you're at. And ultimately, that does mean you have some frustrating weekends because you're you're not winning as many games as you did the season before, and you're not competing as strongly. But I think when you look at Jim Gannon's teams, they they, they compete in every game. They're active. They're fit. They're well organised. Um, and I think we'll see that throughout the season. We just maybe won't get the points tally we did last year. Um, but I think. Positivity come the end of the season. The positive signs will be the young team has developed again. We've grown some new heroes, the new Matty Warburtons, the new whoever else has come through. Um, and I think I don't think we're in danger of going down as long as we, you know, stick professionally to to the task at hand. I think we've got the the, the good depth within the squad to make sure that doesn't happen. So um, no, mid table. Yeah, I think. You know, some cliches are cliches for a reason because there's a you know a lot of truth in them, and I think consolidation is is absolutely right. As you say, going up, coming straight back down, and you know the club's probably a couple of seasons away from a, a proper structure to be able to really fight in the football league again. In you know, in so many ways, and that's not an insult to anybody. There's so many things that you would have to have in place to to start fighting at that level again. Um, County, I think now have, have found the level. That doesn't mean it's, you know, there's a level they're going to stay at. I just mean that you know, for this team, the manager, where the club is at at the moment with finances and 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 all that, I think this is the right level. And then, as you say, a couple of years, start fighting in that division, and then then look at promotion. So I think, yeah, the the key aim is is to to make sure to stay up. 
it's sustainability, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say this manager is a conference manager and this club is a conference club because obviously it's not. But I think when when you look at um, if okay, so we talk about signings a moment ago. If we were to do the double bounce, the majority of this squad would stay on again for another season. How many of those are, are ready to take on? A football, you know, that's a hell of a jump. Yeah. Um, you know, full so, time. You know, full time. Exactly. So the sustainability would be you'd either have to demand so much more of the players again, or you have to bring in a load more players, maybe not to Aston Villa levels, but you have to bring in five, six, seven players. And all of a sudden, that structure that you've got, that consolidation, uh, goes out the window and you have to go through the gelling process again. So, um, you know, of course, I'd love to go and see us win every game. And I think when you look at certain games, Chesterfield, Hartlepool, um, I think we've seen Jim Gannon teams rise to the occasion of big games. There'll probably be some frustrating games through the course of the season where we've drawn against teams we should have beaten and so on and so forth. But um, overall, nobody's under any illusions at the size of the task at hand here. So let's just run at it. Let's just enjoy it and, and do what Stockport County do. And always win away. Yeah, I, I'm really excited because I think because of that, every win and every point will be so important B- because of that. And, and don't get me wrong, it was it was last year for a different reason because you're fighting for you know championships. So when you're actually less certain, you know, when you're turning out every Saturday, those, those points become in a way even more important. So that's a that's an exciting. You know, it's going to be an, there's going to be a lot of exciting matches where things are going to you know, gonna gonna go both ways. Yeah. Um I think you you you'd nail on the head there. Um and to put that into context, I was speaking to Jim earlier on, which we'll hear in a mo, and um I, I reminded him that a couple of years ago he said to me in pre season he said the business end of the season starts now. Um and what he meant by that was listen, a point if we draw at the weekend, that point counts for just as much as a point when we're in the playoff run. Yep. Or when we're, do you know what I mean? Yep. That that point is exactly the same in in August as it is in January, as it is in um, March or May. Whenever that point is, it, it, it remains the same. So we've just got to, we've just got to go for it now. You know, we, we've I think Jim will have drilled in um, the best of his knowledge of this division of the teams that we're going to be coming up against, and the players know him. There's no, with the exception of of a couple of players. There's no big gelling in process, and I'm happy with that. Jim, we're on the eve of a new season. The final training session is done. It's a new season. It's a new division. How are you feeling? feel great. Um, it's been a good pre-season. Um, obviously, the euphoria and the excitement of last season has died down, and we're all kind of like just preparing for the realities and the practicalities of this season. Um you know, it's a good opening game. Uh, it'll give us a feeling of the big time. We've got a home game live on BT Sport. Uh, tough enough opposition um, to kick us off with, a team that knows how to get results on the road. They beat Chesterfield and Orient last year on the road. So, um, Wiley O'Fox, Fox, uh, Alan Devonshire with his team. and So, we know we're in for a tough game. But, yeah, the, the, the journey uh, through this season starts uh, this Saturday. We've just been speaking um, off air about players coming back and, and what shape they're looking in. You always hear stories, not from Stockport County particularly, but up and down the football pyramid about players who maybe party a little too hard over the summer. Doesn't sound like that's been the case with County. No, I think um, I think generally nowadays, I mean, 
everybody's uh, entitled to let the hair down and sometimes it's really important to have a couple of weeks where you do nothing and uh, let your body completely regenerate um, and that might be a mental regeneration as well but I was really pleased with the condition of all the players came back in uh, we came in a little bit earlier and had a steadier build up um, uh, minimal injuries um, everybody in good condition um, obviously apart from Darren Stevenson everybody's going to be available for Saturday so I'm really pleased with that a lot of lads have built their minutes up um, the first 11 is looking really strong and the and there's a couple of lads snapping at their heels as well so um, really pleased with the way that the physical side of it and the the the, the kind of um, the preparation for this season's gone and uh, but we know it's not all about being at your peak first game it's about maintaining the high standard throughout and that was the secret of last year's success. I remember speaking to you at this point a couple of seasons ago uh, and you saying that the business end of the season starts now. Every point counts the same, be it on the first game or the last game. Do you have to go out and try and get as many points up as quickly as you can because it's a new division or do you just keep on focusing like you were last year? Well, I mean, you can set general targets and I think everybody... Some people might talk about consolidation, but we'd like to think that we're going to grow into the vision um, and keep working our way forward. But the secret of last year's success was just taking one game at a time, maximising what we could get from each game. And a win builds on another win, builds another win, and then all of a sudden you're on a good run. Um, I think what we have to do is take each game and look at targeting uh, how to win the game, whether that be at home to Maidenhead or away to the the uh, favourites in the division. Uh, it's irrespective of that. We've got to find some way of winning these games. Um, and But last year, we just put ourselves in the... prepared ourselves as well as we can physically. Uh, tactically, we did all our homework and gave ourselves a game plan. And last year, the players were brilliant enough to execute that so many times to perfection that um, we got the results that made us uh, deserve champions in the end. Uh, I was going to go down a different line, but something you've, you've just said there stands out about talking about how good a job the players did, um, which is true. I think everyone uh, involved with the club would agree with that and say that the staff and the players really contributed last season. We'll speak about transfers and signings and things in a few moments. But you're really proud of this group of players. I think you can see that. I think you've stuck by with the majority of them this season. A couple have left, but you've kept the core of this squad. I think you've got belief there with them. Yeah, I think you used the word pride. Uh, I, I think respect and total respect. Um, you know, a lot of these lads have jobs. A lot of these lads have come from different backgrounds, perhaps a little bit lower or fallen down, and uh, they work really hard to, to build themselves into a team. I've always been respectful of part-time players have got a job and a family and then still come to, to work with us and give maximum effort. So I'm really respectful of that. And I think and anybody says, what was the secret of last year's success here? It wasn't me, it was it was their professionalism. It was their application and dedication to training and doing everything as well as they could in training in matches that got us through and got us to the top of the league. Um, uh, given everything um, coming into the season, uh, I had a lot of confidence that these lads not only deserved the opportunity, but were good enough to go forward as individuals and as a team to compete for Stockport County in the next level. And uh, in that regard, um, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing them rise to the challenge of the National League. Maidenhead is the season open, of course. We played Maidenhead a couple of seasons ago. And, you know, back then it was they were a division above and it was all about County rising to the challenge. This is now the standard of the division. Do you prepare for it differently because it's the same team, effectively, it's still Maidenhead, but now this is who we're going to be facing week in, week out. So has the level changed at all? 
naturally enough, the level has changed. Um, I think we're talking about a lot more professional teams. Even Maidenhead, uh, they train Monday morning, Tuesday morning, and Thursday night. So it's uh, it's removed from the traditional part-time football. And I think everybody's trying to find some way to be more and more competitive in this level. Um, and, and they know they have to change with the times because... You know they, they've had to work really hard to stay in this division and they're very proud of their record of being in this division and, and ultimately that will be their target to do that again and, and credit to everybody down there to for establishing themselves as a national league side um but yeah the standards have been raised um it's a full-time league it's a, a national league uh, the budgets uh, that i believe are in the average budgets incredible um some of the money that's flying around this division is uh, eye-opening um, and what we we got to be respectful. There's a lot of people investing a lot of time and money into the, to being successful at this level, and we've got to be a match for them on our resources. And uh, like I said, um, it's going to be a tough, tough year, uh, and it's going to challenge the professionalism of everybody at the club, from me all the way down to to the players and all the staff, because everybody's going to have to do a lot more work and do everything a lot sharper and more professional to be a success at this level. When we when we look back at the games in, against teams from divisions above, I think back to Yeovil last year, Barnet last year, Maidenhead the year before, teams who we're going to be playing now, you look at the players, how they handled it then, do you say to them you've got to handle it differently? You are just saying then about levels of professionalism goes up. You see they've got that in the locker, you're confident they can carry that on because they've done it before? Yeah, I, I don't think, um, you know... Maybe there was a bit more excitement about the over game because it was the FA Cup and we were going to a league club and so there was the drama of the FA Cup. And you could argue the same when we're playing filed in the semi-final. There's a little bit of drama around it. You know, there's a prize of Wembley rather than three points or six points in these back-to-back games. But I think when we, we look at the way that we, as a team, approach the game to try and win it, I think the lads executed um, a really good performance against Yeovil. Uh, the same at Harrogate. Uh, I thought we equipped ourselves well against Fylde home and away, uh, Maidstone home and away. Um, so we've we've had a, a nice taste of overnight travel, midweek travel, um, playing some of the best teams in that division, some of the best, the highest scoring teams in that division, some of the weaker teams. And I think that um, we come out with a really good grade against them. And uh, hopefully, it, it is only a small pool of clubs that we played last year, but. But even even playing the likes of Chorley and and some of the better teams at our level will prepare us well for next year because the quality will be up and we'll be playing effectively top six, top seven um, national north teams every week, week in week, and teams that are even better than that. So the standards definitely gone up, but we've shown that we're capable of doing the business against those clubs last year, and uh, I hope that we go ahead and uh, show that again this year. There's been a lot of talk around the town that it's BT Sport filming the the, the first game of the season. It's, it's like a, a nice welcome back, if you like, um, to the level that we're moving up into and uh, and hopefully beyond. Does does that feed in to your preparation? Essentially, it's an earlier kickoff, but there's a little bit more buzz on. The players have got a they've still got to focus. Okay, the TV cameras are here and they can enjoy that moment, but at the same time, there's still a job to do. Do you have to relay that into them, or do you think they already know that? Oh, you know, sometimes you have to remind players to, to play the game and not the occasion, whether that be the FA Cup, uh, where you know that whatever happens in that game is probably going to be live on Match of the Day, which is a tremendous achievement for our lads. And I think we even got players live on Match of the Day <laughs> being interviewed. So I think um, 
uh, there's been a, a different build up to it and obviously kicking off early and having the cameras around everybody's going to be aware um, but the game had a tremendous buzz about it anyway we're back in the national uh, you know we're at home kicking off the season you know last season was brilliant the feeling around Edgley Park first game of the season and I hope we get the same feeling this year the TV just reminds you that you're at another level uh, you're in the national game you're in the national spotlight again and uh I think the Stockport County will be a credit to the league and uh, I think they're pleased to have us in the National League and our fans and our club at this level is, um, gives a, a nice, an extra added feel to the, the National League and that's perhaps why we got the uh, first game. Just finally, it, it really was a summer of celebration, um, topped, if you like, by the, the parade that, that wound down back here at Edgeley Park and, and the bus coming back. How's it going to feel, do you think, for you walking out as you've now got the label of County's most successful ever manager and you can walk out thinking that you brought that back home but now it's back to the bread and butter in front of those fans who cheered you on so much how's that going to feel for you um look uh, I, we all enjoy the summer and it's uh you know i'm really pleased that i brought so much happiness to people and whether they want to call me a legend or whether they want to say i'm the most successful manager um that, that'll be for them to to judge over a pint in the pub or or over the lunch table uh for me i know some to, some of my greatest achievements weren't winning trophies. It was keeping the club in the league, and it was keeping the club from sliding backwards. And I think that next year uh, we've got a very challenging year, uh, where you know I want to be successful in keeping us at this level, consolidate, and and then showing people that we we've got growth in the team to go again. Uh, because ultimately, what we want to do over the next. Uh, 6, 12, 18, 24 months is just to keep getting better, try to add the type of players that can grow and develop into a really good team to compete for promotion. But I know this year that, um, that you know, whatever I achieve this year, um, I think will be as hard won and take as much work and preparation and professionalism next year as what last year took. Well, I can tell you this, Jim, the whole town, as ever, is always behind you. All the best for Saturday. Thanks so much. Jim Gannon there. Possibly, would you say, interesting, would you say it's his toughest season? Um, yes. To fa- you know, going yes, into it, you know, toughest season as a manager for County so far? You know, I thought it was quite interesting that he was saying um, it'd be up there with his biggest achievements. His, his biggest achievements, you know, on paper and to fans are uh, winning this trophy and winning that playoff or whatever. Um, but in reality, it's competing in divisions where teams have more money or teams are more well-equipped or teams are used to this level or whatever that, that looks like. And um, I thought that was an interesting comment. Um, I think, uh, you know, he's a manager who uh, we've got full respect for and the league will have full respect for. Uh, and at the moment, he's he's in determined mode. I think every season, Jim Gannon... He takes what happens personally. This is his project. This is his, you know, this is his what he lives and breathes by. So, um, you know, I, he's ready for this. <laughs> any, any manager would always say, give me another week, I'm sure. But he bought his players back two weeks early on purpose um, to get them extra ready, if you like. And um, I think he's done a good job of doing that. And Saturday, so first game of the season, Maidstone or Maidenhead? Maidenhead. 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 Maidenhead um, is uh, is by the river in uh, in Surrey. It's quite posh as I remember it. And uh, Maidstone is in Kent. So. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just a little bit. Of, that, I'll give you that one. Just you know. 
I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm on the chase or anything, but you know, <laughs> but would you, you know, be? <laughs> I'd fancy my chances. I've been, story for another time, but I have been on eggheads. Have you? Yes. Um, but anyway, we're talking about Saturday. Firstly, just reel off quickly, and I want it like that, so you don't have Ooh. too much time to think of it. The one to eleven. Okay, interesting. Um, I think uh, I think we'll see. Obviously, Ben in goal. Um, I think Dan Cowan will probably get the nod at left back, um, despite having a left back brought in on loan. I think Dan's been given the number three shirt because he's he's playing well there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sam Minahan and um, Ash Palmer are kind of regulars in the defence now, and I think we'll, we'll see Jordan Keane drop back to where Jamie Stott used to play. Oh, moving forward, um, Paul Turnbull and Sam Walker would be your obvious choices in the engine room. I, I guess Jim is going to go with this four-two-three-one. He might surprise us and play a back three. Um, oh, let me think now. Three midfielders. I think Adam Thomas is going to be in there. Jake Kirby is going to be in there. It's going to be interesting now whether he plays Elliot Osborne or whether he plays uh, his new signing in the number ten role. Does he? Does he kind of unleash? new legs out there uh, and then up top well it's that flip of a coin um, it's Frank Mulhern or it's Niall Bell now because of the sponsorship I'd rather it with Frank <laughs> Mulhern but um, I, you know I, I, it's so close I mean those two last season kind of swapped the number nine shirt between the two of them um, and they did it so effectively and it worked really well didn't it that Jason kind Gilchrist couldn't even over. get a look in yeah. so um, yeah. yeah I, I that's as close as that's as much as you're going to get out of me. Um, yeah, no, that's that, that's good. I, I got better than I thought I would. <laughs> I thought you might uh, might balk at that a bit. Any but, cheeky maidenhead scouts listening? I was lying about all of it. Yeah, exactly. I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, that's the Chris Ridgeway, uh, the, the Ridgeway way. Um, but important to this again, you know, we're talking cliches here. But important to because it's important to get off to a good start. Um, even more important than ever because you've you've gone up, you've got statements to make, people are looking at you. Um, do you therefore take a risk to, you know, to really try and blow them away, or is it more about consolidation? Again, that word consolidation about being cautious and and kind of see how it plays out. Uh, Gaffer's words play the game, not the occasion. Um, you know, I think if you offered him a one nil now, he'd snap your hand right off. Yeah. Um, I think um, you know there's a little bit of an extra buzz. The game's live on BT Sport. You know it's 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 big for these players. You know it's big for the club to be back on on television. We've got the early kickoff, so we're the first game of the new season. It's all eyes on us. But realistically, you know, as we said before, the points count the same. So if Jim can get three points and a clean sheet, that's all he'll be bothered about. You know, everything else is a bonus. A good performance is a bonus. Players gelling in, settling well, that's a bonus. Um, clean sheet, strong start. Maidenhead, with all due respect to Maidenhead, I don't think they're going to be up there in the title discussion at the end of the season. They they will probably be a team the other end of the division. So it's a favourable start for County. It's a home game. Um, you know, the champions um, of the division below now take to the field and... Um, there'll be a lot of fans who expect us to hit the ground at 100 miles an hour again. Yeah, it's kind of why you know why I, why I put it like that. Yeah, I, but I don't I, I don't see it. I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. And listen, I'd love it if we did and we win five 0 It'd be great. But I don't see it. 
No, and that you know that's that's I get again. It's become a bit of a cliche, but play the game, not the occasion, is exactly right. Exactly right. You know that's to me. That's why Liverpool won the Champions League. They made a mistake the year before. They were overawed by the you know. Okay, certain things happened, but Tottenham made that mistake. You know, apparently Tottenham went to Madrid uh, on the Wednesday. Liverpool only went on the Friday, and Liverpool just did whatever they they had to to win that game, and they yeah. were not bothered about the occasion because they knew the occasion would come if they won the game. But uh, yeah, that's a little nod back to the back to the summer. Um, so how how are you feeling right now personally, and how are you going to feel when you walk up those steps and into that press box again on Saturday for the start of the season? Part of me just thinks it's. Um... It's come around so quick. Yeah, you have no time to think right. about it. Yeah. I, I don't really know how I'm feeling. It's, it's a weird one. You know, we, we said at the top of the show there, I've not missed it this summer because we, we peaked last yeah. summer. You know, that was a, the end of last season was, was peak. So I've, I've not missed it. I've not been craving that fill. So usually, this, you know, the start of the season, this kind of time, you, you're getting butterflies, you're getting itchy, you're getting antsy, however you want to. You word it, um, and I probably come Saturday morning. You know, that'll probably be the same again. But at this moment in time, um, I'm just enjoying getting back into the groove. You know, uh, being around the club again. Talking to Jim tonight. Uh, yeah, speaking to Jim, speaking to um, you know colleagues in the in the media, Sam and Dan. Um, it's just it's just nice getting back into the field again, rather than um, thinking about what's going to happen. I guess. But as we mentioned at the top of the show, we've got a special reason to keep an eye on Frank Mulhern and cheer for him this season. And that's because you're sponsoring him on behalf of a very special charity. Tell us about that. Yes. So uh, we have to tip our hat here um, as well to um, Sam Byrne, Dan Powell and John Kieran who have come into this with us. Uh, and the reason that we that we wanted to get involved with Ruben's Retreat, I spoke to a friend of mine, uh, Kerry Ann, her and her partner Phil, um, and their daughter Amy work with Ruben's Retreat, uh, and this is why the charity is so important to them. Start by just speaking a little bit about Ruben's Retreat. I heard about Ruben's Retreat about two years ago. They had a stall at the garden centre, and I thought, oh, I wonder what that's about. Went over, and it was about a little boy that had sadly passed away, and they were not letting that go in vain, basically. So they have this big building that they are renovating, and it's going to have lodges that parents can stay in with their children. And it's going to have a sensory room. It's going to have a cinema. It's going to have accessible changing places with hoists. And at the moment, the building work's not finished. That'll be in October. But until then, we're having coffee mornings, pirate parties. We're going to a Mexican fiesta this month. Um, and it's just amazing. It's just a place to meet with other carers, other parents of children with disabilities. And they always make it really inclusive as well. So there's always like interactive things that the children can do. Or, you know, they'll watch your child whilst you have a brew and a chat. And we even had Reiki recently as well, which I've never done before. So that was quite fun. When I spoke to Lindsay before, she was talking about the joy she gets is just seeing the kids interact with one another. Sometimes it's brothers and sisters who don't always get to play together and it must be nice when you go up there and see that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's And it's good for them to see other children, you know, with similar things going on, but the focus being fun. It's not they're doing physio or they're, you know, getting their meds done or anything like that. It's nice that they're there literally for the purpose of fun, really. 
How important have they been for you? Uh, I'd say they've been massive. Uh, I wish I'd started going there sooner. Um, other friends started to go into the coffee mornings and I just thought, I need to see what this is about. And yeah, I feel like I've lost a bit of time not going sooner. But yeah, it is, it's amazing. A little bit of your own situation and scenario and, and why you rely on Ruben's Retreat. So Amy was born in 2014. We had a perfect pregnancy, everything was fine. And then when I was in labour, her heart rate slowed. So I was rushed for an emergency C-section. She had to be resuscitated, was transferred to St Mary's Hospital and she'd sustained a severe brain injury. She eventually came home at six weeks old and she's been tube fed ever since. She's non-mobile, non-verbal, has epilepsy, uh, cerebral palsy. So yeah, she needs 24 hour care. We get really good respite. We've got amazing friends and family. But I think a place like Ruben's Retreat is where you can meet other people who are directly in that situation. So even though we've got all our other friends who are really good, it's nice to go there and, you know, it's normal if your kid needs medical intervention or, you know, no one panics, it's just a normal thing, really. And obviously the focus being fun or relaxing, which a lot of what we do with Amy is appointments and therapies and hospital trips it's nice to have that place that you go knowing that it's all for positive stuff and she enjoys it there she loves it yeah yeah she loved the pirate party when she went <laughs> um yeah she she was absolutely loving it it's a great place and i think when the building work's done as well um they're gonna have a hydro pool which will just be amazing for her we'll be able to book in and take her there regularly and hopefully book in with her friends as well do you have a good luck message for county this season <laughs> um <laughs> Other than good luck, county. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> on a spot a bit there. That's quite all right. So that, that was Kerry Ann. Her daughter goes to Ruben, Ruben's retreat. Kerry Ann herself goes up there. Uh, Phil, I'm told, is going up there very soon as well. Um, I thought it'd be I thought it'd be fitting to speak to the charity. So again, earlier this week, charity worker Lindsay, I had a chat with on the phone. From my perspective, it's good because I'm community fundraiser, and so what I've been trying to do, I was uh, I was employed um, in September, so nearly coming up to a year now, um, and what I've found is that Ruben's Retreat, you know, isn't well known in the Stockport area, and so it's been like a massive kind of passion of mine to try and raise awareness. So all this, and obviously, you know, lovely Kerry Ann and everything, it's it just seems, you know, it all seems to be fitting at the moment. So that's great from my perspective. What services do you offer? We um, we support mum, dad, siblings bereaved of a child um, and we also support families uh, or individuals that have one or more children with a life-threatening illness and life-threatening condition. So we do kind of different things such as counselling, well-being activities, um, peer-led support groups, complementary therapies, memory making and also breaks as well for our families. I imagine that can be quite a tough environment to work in. It's probably got a fair few challenges. It does have its challenges, but um, it's amazing because 
um, you know, ultimately we want to reach out to families that need our support and when they come to our lodge at Rubens, you know, if they come for um, like a siblings day, it's amazing to see, you know, brothers and sisters um, spending time together, just quality time, so that always, you know, amazing for us, it picks us up really because we hear them laughing and actually the children that come um, end up being with their friends, which is what they can't do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, and who is Reuben that the retreat is named after? Who is who is Reuben? So Reuben um, was is Reuben Michael Graham, and he was 23 months old um, when he passed away from a very rare and um, an aggressive tumour. Um, and so the charity is set up in memory of Reuben, who actually was from Mottram with his family, his mum, dad, and brother Isaac. Um, and so the charity is set up so that we can support children, um, obviously, in his name and let his name continue and in his memory. Sounds like an incredible project you've got going on uh, at Reuben's Retreat. You must walk away with a little bit of pride at the end of every day. Oh, definitely, yeah. It's always amazing. Um, no day is the same at Reuben's Retreat. You know, um, today we're we're renovating, well, we're clearing out. We've got a big renovation project happening Um at a building that we purchased called the Woods Hospital in 2014 and so today we're doing like a, a team building day where we're clearing all the rooms out um, and tidying up because we've actually got our builders working on phases four five and six at the moment which will be like installing hydrotherapy pool sensory room messy play chill zone all sorts so that wing is likely to be finished by um october time this year and so we're in the other wing at the moment tidying it all up because it's a bit of a, a bit of a hoarder's castle, shall we say? And just finally, if uh, if people want to get in touch with you, how how do they do that? They can give us a ring, oh one four five seven six eight zero zero two three. But they can go on our website and refer themselves. But actually, um, kind of what we say is, it's probably best to speak to us directly because we can obviously understand straight away what support they do need. And we appreciate that they're probably making the most difficult call uh, maybe that they've ever had to make um, in reaching out for support. So what we promise is that we'll have uh, a friendly voice and a caring voice at the end of the phone for them. So great to hear from Lindsay there from Ruben's Retreat. And that is why we'll be backing Frank Mulhern this season, giving him our full backing and cheering for Frank every week. Cheering for Frank every week and you know, as as we mentioned before, this is the Community Football Club. We've put all their links uh, on Facebook and Twitter and social media. So do get over, if you're listening to this now, do get over. Give them a follow if you can relate at all. Engage, that's what the social media game is all about these days. Um, it's a very worthy cause and I personally am delighted to be involved with this. We thought it was really important to uh, to get those pieces of content out this week because it's really important to us that you know we, over the course of the season, try and uh, help Rubens retreat as much as we can and raise some money for them. So that's why we've got no features in this week. But we, boy, oh boy, have we got some content for next week. We have, but we're not going to tease it. No. Got, you're going to have to wait and see what it is. Um, this is the County Live podcast. We've got feature heavy. You've got teal sandals on. Got teal sliders. You can sliders. take a picture of them without my horrible manky feet in them. I will do. You've um, got the world oldest Macintosh in the room with us. I have, yeah. I've got an original Mac that uh, I acquired recently. So, yeah, all kinds of content. But we will see you again next week on County Life. Chris, thanks. Cheers. <laughs>